When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Bij Burger King gebeuren spannende dingen. Wat dacht je van een classic cheeseburger, chicken nuggets burger of sundae voor maar 1 euro per stuk? En dat is nog niet alles. Alle King deals zijn maar 1 euro. Haal ze nu alleen bij Burger King. Good afternoon, welcome to the Royal Blue Podcast. And the Ganga Bach, the original midfield quartet. We've managed to resurrect Tony Scott from out of retirement, pull him back into the fold. Gav Buckland. Greg O'Keefe and Phil Kirkbride. Um, we've got some some things to get through before we start to look at the United game and preview that. Uh, we were trying to decide on what might be um, what might be a relevant question, maybe away from the the usual matters of formation and tactics and tearing our hair out over Ross Barkley and Romelu Lukaku. So we were wondering, could average because this is what we've been at best this season, Everton still get into the Europa League? And the feeling is, if you look at the table, then, yeah, Phil, isn't it? It's, it's still on very much. Yeah, I think if you look at, obviously, Everton's start is what's propped them up effectively. But if you, if you think of the run that they're on in the league, one in eight games, and the way they're playing, very much is a possibility. And by virtue of the teams below them being bang average teams, mm-hmm. I would say. And that's no disrespect to Watford, who, you know, probably will go and... Bring, you know, come back to haunt me this as we go there the 7th and 10th where we get stuff in but the point remains though Ronald said on Sunday he said he wasn't worried about results he was worried about performances and I think he's not worried about results because of where Everton are yeah. and I think that's I think that's the case isn't it I think he's going you know privately going you know we're probably quite fortunate to still be 7th and still only yeah. we only a point behind United is yeah. That, yeah. you know they've you know everybody's saying what a disastrous league season they're having, you know, and we're still only a point behind them. So if you'd have said come Christmas time, you'd be a point behind United, I think you would have taken that, wouldn't you? But obviously, as we know, it's the performances which is the worry. But going back to the original question and the original point, that's why I think if we could, you know, given the way the league's gone so far and look at the teams below Everton and and the teams chasing Everton, if you like, a distinctly average season in terms of performance could still yet yield European qualification because... Seventh place could go down, could get you in the Europa League, depending on the yeah. League Cup and stuff. And so the target that he set from the start of the season of getting into the Europa League could actually be achieved. And yet the improvements on the pitch may have been neg- well, not negligible, but slight or marginal, not as as trans you know formative as we were maybe hoping for. Yeah. Yet the the you know the achievement would have been ticked off. So it's early days, but I think of the way after thirteen games. You look at the way the Premier League is starting to just shape up. The top four look like they've they're going to go off. You know, top four, top five are going to go off. And then you look at United, Everton, and the rest, and you just think, well, there's every chance because Everton can't be much worse than they've been in the last two or three games. So the form's going to improve. Results will hopefully improve on the back of that. And you think, well, you know, still in touch now. Where could we be when when he gets them? He gets them going again. You take that, wouldn't you, Tom? Yeah, if. Just think for argument's sake here, we were to sign three or four really good players in January and Everton put four or five decent results together. Four or five wins 
Well, you, maybe I'm jumping a gun here. Top four, do you think that the way gone, the, the five teams? I, I think the top four is too strong. I think the top four, five is, is established now. I forgot to say the J words banned in this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> That's my opinion. Yeah, I, I, yeah. Think, I think that the, the things are settling out now. Evening, and, and I think you look at that top four and you go, well, let's, let's forget about that. What a dreamer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I, no, I'll I, I harp on back to when Liverpool nearly won the league when they had Suarez and, every, and everything else. They didn't hit top of the league till like mid-Jan mm. that year and they were nowhere near the top four and as soon as they hit January, they went on a, a run of about seven or eight games. Mm. It took them top of the league and they never looked back since. And I just think if you can hit five or six, I know it's easier said than done, don't get me wrong, especially the way we're playing. If you can do that, then, and especially if you beat a Tottenham, or a Manchester City, or a Chelsea, but obviously we yet to see it do, and there's a chance on, on Sundays, yeah. is there, isn't it? It's easier said than done. I mean, I think I'd just be happy just to be in and around the Europa League places. I mean, I mean Phil Slice is good. I was looking at the, uh, the stats, you know, like uh, the last 10 Premier League games played by everybody looking to form, and the top five have won together virtually the same amount of games as the other 15. Clubs <laughs> in the Premier League because that, because the top basically it's only the top five who really got any sort of form. Any any, all the rest, all the rest are basically winning one to draw and one losing two or whatever. I mean, we because of our good start, we're sort of there or thereabouts. Um, I, I'm not, I'm not sure. I mean, I don't want to talk about the J Wade or indeed players, but as we sit at the moment looking at the back our form. You know, over the last seven, eight games, I'm not scoring goals as well as the six goals. Have we? Have, do we look like a seventh place team at but, the moment? But that's my thing. You, you, the perception of what a seventh place yeah. team should be, I think, goes out the window. Okay, but is it? Do, do we expect anybody else in and around? Yeah, I know what you say. Any in around us or even below us to put a run for, run together that will overtake us? No one below us. I don't see it. But then you know, we haven't got the crystal okay. ball, have we? But that's that who would you punch. say? Stoke are a good, uh, have got a decent squad, but they're proving they can't string one real as bad well, as us. That's exactly they're inconsistent. But, but, aren't yeah, they? <laughs> they that's what makes me say you know we're, we're finding it hard to find somebody below Everton. I mean, we're discounting Leicester, aren't we? Which is very yeah, they're gone, sort of then. disrespectful in that respect, given the, the defending champions. But they've you know they're struggling to balance Champions yeah. League. league yeah. You know it, when when they go out the Champions League, if they go out the Champions League, we'll probably see an upturn in their form. But I think the, <clears throat> for the time being, certainly. You can't. I don't see them doing anything particular. Mm. You know, so that's why I'm saying West Ham. They've one point off the bottom got, three. Aren't they've they? got problems they, again. No, with the squad they've got, yeah, if they turned it. They you know. could, all the, what we're saying, but that can what can legitimately we we can we can do. You know, go on a good run. You could say that about all the other teams below us, can't you? Really, and there are some teams <laughs> capable of. Yeah. Who've got yeah. good players. I include Leicester in this. Yeah. Who are capable of going on a on a Especially on a run. If I mean, Leicester won't play Champions League now for what three, two, three months or something mm, like that. True. How many teams below us have got a twenty-five goal season striking? Oh, there he goes. Yeah. No, that's what I'm saying because it matters. It matters, that, doesn't it? It does matter. It does yeah. matter. Yeah. Now, if any of them got got a twenty-five goal a season man in their side. No, but there's a couple of teams in the top currently in the top four or five that haven't. Well, that's the problem. But the, the, it's a team. It's a squad game, isn't it? Yeah. And like the thing is, without go mention the table. Don't table-y. say, it, Gav. I would say, say. We should have like a, the equivalent of a, a swear <laughs> box. Call it the J box. Or, yeah. um, but I forgot we said. Oh yeah, and so I mean, this is a squad game, isn't it? And we we've got without going into detail because you know, we've been there before. I think we've. 
our current form over the 13 games needs to be improved upon if we're to get in the, the Europa League, because I think other teams will pick up. Right, then, if that's the case, would you take Everton to finish seventh where they are right now, but to carry on the same performances? Would you take that in May? Oh, that's a good question, isn't it? Because it goes back to the point at the start that, that whether Cummins interested in performances or results at this stage. It's a results business, isn't it? It's difficult, isn't it? If seventh. Would seventh? you think seventh and the way the yeah. performance is carrying on? What you would say then, if you, if you finish seventh, is an improvement on the last two seasons positionally? Yes. Yeah. And if seventh got us into Europe, it's you know we, we snuck in by yeah. virtue, you'd go, well, yeah, of course I would. Yeah. I think you'd then have to go, look, we've got through the first season of change, mm. the new manager, and we've improved, at least in you know on the table front. Mm. You take that because you then go to Koeman, well, You'd look at the manager and go, look, in the next two years, he's going to now be able to get in more of the plays he wants. Europa League would help, probably. Mm. It would be a foundation, maybe it would feel 12 months later than it should have mm. been, but it would be a foundation to then kick on. That's a massive improvement, Gab, isn't it, to jump from 11th to 7th? in the space of one season. Surely you'd take that regardless oh, of yeah, performances. Oh, yeah, I'm saying I wouldn't take it. What, what points here, yeah, it's 19 points from 13 games, isn't it, which is, what, 55, 57 points over the mm. season, something mm. like that, if you if you mm. treble it. Um, but we've got to, that leaves, you've got to get 40, what, 40 points Blimey. In, yeah. in, in, that, in the next 25 games. When you have a look at our fixtures, we've not played Liverpool home and away, we've not played Man United home and away. Arsenal. We've not played Arsenal home and away yet. Yeah. Mm. We've still got to go to Tottenham. You know, so the, that's seven games out yeah. there. So, and, and but the form at the moment to me, we don't look like we're seventh in the table. But but we won one and eight, and we're not a seven. That's not seven in the, in the table form, is it? Mm. And I, that's what we need to change. I don't think we can just say, "Oh, we're seventh now," so therefore we're good enough to be seventh. Change what we're doing at the moment. Yeah. What I would say on that is um, to answer your question from my perspective. Yes, I would definitely take seventh, but. I don't think Cumin can afford too much to disregard performances because that's what did, well, amongst other things, what did for Martinez, in a way. And all I'll say is about Southampton, we've gone over that on Monday, that was almost as bad for me as much much of the stuff Martinez served up Absolutely. last season. And therefore, Cumin's got to be a bit careful there because we still lost and... But for the fact that you know we're in, it's his first season, the honeymoon's probably coming to its natural end. But and there's far more things going for Everton this season than there were last season. He can't discredit performances. What he what he might cleverly get right, and he's shown signs of, is winning at Goodison or managing to get through games at Goodison. But nevertheless, yeah, I'll take seventh all day. But as Gav says, they need to improve to get there anyway. All right, if I was to ask you at the start of the season, Greg. Two main objectives for yeah, Cumin. Yeah. Improve on Everton's league position. Yeah. Get us round about the European spot. Definitely, yeah. And massively improvements on the home record. Now he's done that, hasn't he? Uh, he's an, he's, he's, he's in the process. The home yeah. records. Cons- massive. We're unbeaten at home. He's in the process yeah, of doing I think, that. I wouldn't say it's a, it's a job done yet. So let's see how we come through yeah. the next United, Arsenal, Liverpool. Let's, you know, let's get, let's yeah, get, yeah, yeah, let's get into half the of the yeah. fixtures before we can say... We look, we look well, more yeah, solid no. at home. Oh, don't I totally we? agree. Yeah. I totally agree. Yeah. But, go, but I know we're saying about results, but I want to see the manager implement, you know, implement his own brand of football, of you know, his, his 
philosophy for once. Yeah. Like, don't mention the P words. You know, <laughs> yeah. Only, yeah. only Charles are going to Yeah, we'll be able to say anything on this year. <laughs> but in some respects, I'd rather see us finish, say, ninth or 10th, but finish the season strongly with a new brand of Tangible football. Brand where of you play, can see yeah. what this is why we want to play for the next two years than sort of just drift along aimlessly. Not aimlessly, just drift along. But it's along, a results business, a, though, Gavin. That's why we, I, I'm not sure this season. I'm not sure. Is that not? I don't know. I mean, I'm picking up what Tony's there. Tony's point there was one of the big criticisms of of, of Everton and De Martinez, apart from the last sort of three or four months. Play great stuff, but don't know how to win games. If what if what I'm mm-hmm. seeing is what Tony's saying is yeah. right in saying, do we not want to see a team? That yeah might not play the most cohesive football going, but knows how to stay in games and get points. Well, I'd expect them to do that as well. Under if the under yeah. yeah. brand of football, I mean, I don't want to draw comparisons across the park, but I think they are worth mentioning because you, you yeah, brought up Rogers. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Rogers 12, 12, 13, which is before the 13, 14 campaign. They were pretty much bang average before Christmas, but at the end of that season, you could see the style of play. Mm. You know that he wanted to play the following year, and it was like Klopp last season. He came in, the results weren't great. That was a terrible. It was just as bad. You seven. could see, you could see the brands of football that he wanted to to mm. play going forward. And okay, and 12, 13, and fourteen, well, fifteen, sixteen. I don't think you know Liverpool got him. Did they get into Europe? I'm not sure. Um, in both seasons, but you could see the groundwork then being done for the following season where they, when they kicked on in both campaigns and that's really what I want to see. You want to see those, those, that, I want to yeah. see that so if he can only, I can see where, where you're coming from, Gab, but oh, if yeah, he's asking the players to do this and to implement the way he wants them to play and these players, to me, are refusing point blank to do it, then what, oh, what more can he do? They are because you, I, you've regurgitated this over the last few podcasts. Yeah. You're saying things in black and white. It's all the players' fault. Cumin is is taking none of the blame. That's no, what I'm no, I'm not, no. Cumin's going to be held responsible for results. It's, that's the manager's. He, he takes it so, right on the chin. But what I'm trying to say is that you can see sometimes when he was making substitutions early doors in the first half an hour. Now that's gone now. Yeah. So what he's what he's trying to do is make sure it's coming from the start and it's not going. You've got bone idle players at the moment. It's that's what it is. If you look at the squad now, the players who Everton have signed under um, Cumin have done quite well for me. I say Hassi Williams, this a guy, Stecklenberg yeah, yeah, and Balassi, yeah. I'm happy yeah. with them for. It's the rest of the squad, you've got Moises Deadwoods and Martinez as signings. That's the rest of the squad. And that's the trouble that you've got. So the four or five players he's bought, I'm happy with. It's the rest of it. For me, isn't good enough. So he can only implement the way he wants them to play for them four signings that he's done. He can't train players or make sure they want the way they want to play if they don't want to do it. And you can I, see well, the attitudes on Delafeu, Morales, Barkley, them players, they don't want to know. But isn't it his job to make them want to know? It them? is, obviously. But obviously it's not working. And he's only got the players that he's basically the Jews got to... So, so he can't afford to just say, turn around, I can't do this. Got no, to wait, wait till dot, dot, dot. Yeah, that's what he's going to have to wait till, isn't okay, he? But, but and that's when we'll see five or six plays. Yeah, but tied up what you're saying is there about a team that's capable of getting into Europa League, Dan, from what you just said there, about attitude, about their own personal ambitions, whatever. Is that is that the type of thing you can say, well, I'd like... That will still get us into the Europa League. It probably will because the rest of the, the rest of the leagues that poor. It probably will moment. because you got off to a good start, shaky now. But because yeah. you've got and I'm on about you've got Lukaku in your team, where not many teams below you have got it. So that's why you probably will. That's why you will probably get. Yeah, you'll get down to about seventh or eighth because you've got him. And if you didn't have him, you probably yeah. be where where we finished last season. Be interesting to 
certainly maybe in a couple of weeks for, for myself or whoever to ask Ronald if he's had to reassess his target. Now, he gave the Europa League target after the, the window shut. Yeah. yeah. Just after the window shut, when the form was good, when he'd initially got that reaction. Now, the form has just fallen for a cliff since. <laughs> and I think the reality of the task and the size of the task mm. at hand and the overhaul he has to perform in the squad has become apparent. Maybe, a, you know, a light's been shone on it a bit, a bit more now. And I think he maybe realises it's a bigger job. I wonder whether he actually wonders whether that is still realistic. I think it is because of, as we said at the top of the piece, the, the, the quality of the, play, uh, the teams below them. Um, I don't know. Be interested. It's funny though, just picking up again for when you were saying that dilemma. And would you want a team that, all oh, right, don't play brilliant, flowing football, but can be effective and get things done? The, the difficulty I've got with this recent run of results is we're doing neither, and that's what I meant mm. when I say Cumin's got to yeah. be careful. Yeah, mm. I think, and I'm not mentioning that word, but I think that when we come through next month. next month, <laughs> <laughs> and hopefully, yeah. Touchwood. He has brought in yeah. a group of players that are more Ronald Koeman players. That then you add them to mm. the four. He's already that's eight, nine new yeah. players. You're starting to you know reshape the spine. You're getting and, and if we finish the season with a, with you know a squad that looks significantly different yeah. than it was, and we have finished seventh. Yeah, and even if the football isn't great, I'd be confident and comfortable knowing that. Right. Well, now he's going to get into them, and it's going to be more of the players that will respond quicker. And they know how he wants to play mm. sooner, quicker, you know, and and you'll see an upsurge and and better play the following season. And, and yeah. that's what I mean. I would hope then you you do see like the Cumin brand of football with the new players because as Tony said, the ones who've settled done okay this season have been the players he's brought in, yeah. haven't they? Really, and so it may not be possible to to have a different brand of football with the current squad, but with a slightly modified or mm. deeply modified squad. Yeah. Um, in 2017, it will change. That's what that's the priority for me. I, I, I would, I put that ahead of finishing the, the uh, Europa League. It's interesting that we've all focused on. We feel to greater and lesser extent that Cumin's current players have, have been the, or oh, sorry, Cumin's players who he's brought in have been amongst the best performances. Let's look at one, Yannick Balassi. Probably no one really put you know covered themselves in glory on Monday. Balassi probably did enough to suggest that he was one of our better performers. Was he worth the money, Phil? £28 million, pounds, I think it was the fee, wasn't it? Um, yeah. Was Yannick Balassi, from what we've seen so far, worth the investment that Evan made in him? Yeah, 25 and then rising to 28 through 30, we think, don't we? I was asked this question before the game, and I sort of said, well, my, my opinion sort of changes week to week with Yannick because of the type of player mm. he is. One week he looks a million dollars, the next week he looks, you know... Like he shouldn't be playing football, doesn't he? Um, but then again, I thought about it more afterwards, and I thought, well, judging players on value on the money that you spend to sign them now almost becomes a redundant point because it's all relative, and and we keep saying it's paper money, and what did Mashiri call it, monopoly money? Yeah, or something. yeah. He's not a twenty-eight million pound footballer. In 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 sort of looking back ten years, if you said Yannick Balassi is worth twenty-eight, but you wouldn't. Uh, no, no, he's not. But that's what the market is. So. I think gone are the days, unless you're paying 89 millions, 100 millions for a player, I don't think judging somebody on the amount of money you spent to sign them is, is a real relevant point anymore. It almost becomes outdated to say, oh, he's not a £28 million player. Well, of course he's not a £28 million player, but that's what we had to pay for him. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, well, I said this when. I said it's like house prices in London, isn't it? They're just yeah. completely meaningless, and that's what the transfer market's like, isn't it? I think I think the question is is whether he's just a good sign, and I think... As he made the impact, I think, I think, yeah. I think, I, I, you know, he's, he's not... He's not done anything that I've been surprised about. Yeah, he's in and out, he's inconsistent. But actually, actually, his head doesn't really go down. And as you say, in a really poor performance on Sunday, I thought he was. I thought he did okay. There was two or three things he did there that actually, go, that, yeah, that, that he had to go. Uh, and I, I would, I wouldn't totally admonish him, but I think when he criticised on Sunday, I'd, I'd put maybe I'd exclude him from that. And he did try really hard, and he produced two or three moments where actually you, you know you, you you think that that was okay. Uh, and and what I say about him, whatever he plays, badly or poorly, however he plays, he will always affect the game. Mm. Two or three times mm. in the game, however poor he is or doing well, there'll be two or three times where he'll do something either set up a goal or he'll do something unusual, mm. like a near miss or whatever. You think actually that's what he's in the team for, and that's why I like him. So Sunday was a great example. He, he he'd been fairly quiet in the first half, then pinged in that beautiful cross. That Ross like fifty p head moment, yeah. didn't he? <laughs> and it just went off at mad angles. And then in the second half, he had a real go, and he drove that moment. He drove through the yeah. part and of the defence, and he shot, and he like. I agree yeah. with Gav. Whichever performance you get him from, he will affect the game. He'll try, and he looks. He looks at me on Sunday. He said, "He's the only one having a go here." And you're looking at all the other players and go, "No, he's the one." Is he worth the money? Probably not at the moment. But if you were to ask me at the start of the season when John Stones was sold, would you get this a guy Stecklenberg, Williams, and Balassi with that money and still have money to spend? I, I, I would have taken that. So for me, I think I'm happy with Balassi, and he's he's the first on the team sheet, isn't he? Of course. So, yeah, I, I'm really happy with him. And there's the Kallenberg again, making a couple of important saves mm. to keep actually to keep his side. Well, we obviously we lost the match anyway, mm. but to keep our chances of getting back into it as they were um, plausible. Phil, you, obviously, you know you cut, sort of made the trip down there and coming back and. What was the feeling amongst the Blues who'd made that trip? I would imagine, because having to go, it's, what, four hours in the car? Yeah, about four, isn't it? Um, yeah. They, it, felt, it felt longer it than can't, There can't be many more unrewarding journeys than going to watch your team. And then... We've made a habit of it, haven't we? Yeah. Apart from last season, which was, you know, you, you were flying back, weren't you? Um, it, was just, it was just the fact that they conceded in 41 seconds, which is the, the real thing, and... And as we spoke about, performances haven't been... I mean, I, I, sorry to go over old ground, because I'm sure you covered it on Monday, but it's just for me, it's it's the simple things. It's the lack of competing. Yeah. The lack of the stuff that you would take as a given from any footballer, any professional. Now, I looked at... I said this to one of the lads the other, the other day. You know, Diego Costa scored a goal against Middlesbrough the other week. When I think the corner, a corner came in, the ball went up in the air... And he was the first person and the only person to react properly to the ball. There's nobody in that Everton team who would have done that. Because Diego Costa has got the right mentality, the right attitude and the desire to go and sniff out half opportunities and make them into something. And that's what sets, and that is what he's setting teams like Chelsea and Everton apart at the minute. And Ronald knows that and he keeps saying it. But it, the message either hasn't, isn't getting home anymore because it did when he initially got a reaction... Or the reaction gave him false hope and false ideas about his squad. And actually, 
consistently they're not able to do because it's not in them. It's just things like reacting to loose balls and 50-50s and ricochets. They're just, they're just looking at each other. Yeah. They all looked at each other after, again, after the goal, didn't they? All the back four looking at each other. Yeah. What's just happened It's there? just... It was the, sorry, the, sorry, it was Leighton Baines stopping the cross. It was Phil Jagielka yet again getting underneath the ball. Countless amounts of sound. Seamus Coleman. Seamus Coleman. And... To be fair, we've just touched about Stecklenberg, he's done okay. The ball's in the six-yard box there. He should be coming out and clattering and everyone taking the ball. So there's four errors there, four individual players. Not good enough. It's just basics, you know. Yeah. You know when you have, you know, we all know when you're having a bad game at five-a-side or something mm. and you can't string a pass together and yeah. you're shooting wide like I do every night. You just go, right, well, I'm just going to start working hard and tackling and, yeah. and trying 50-50s, you know, to be useful mm. to my team. So many players in that team on Sunday. They're just... It, I was, it was almost embarrassing to, to sit there and watch it and go, I could I could compete better than this. At least have a go. So regardless of the tactics there, we've to, as he at rock bottom with that formation and the tactics, has he got to just rip it up on for Sunday? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I think so. I um, I think four two three one obviously is not working for us. Um, totally agree. My my preferred choice, which is assuming McCarthy's fit, is I play four three three with McCarthy. Guy, guy. guy, yeah. Who would you be your top three? Uh, well, we had this. <laughs> that's just the other bit band thing. You can't talk about the top three anymore. Like, <laughs> Blasi, like, yeah, yeah. it's, it's Blasi, Luca. Okay, who and would you I, I don't know. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't well, interestingly, then, Gav, yeah. who'd be your back four? Um, that's another good question, isn't it? Um, Seamus is okay at the moment, isn't he? Not brilliant, but I. Fuena. Furnace Mori for Jags will be an obvious thing at the moment. I just think we're lacking pace and a bit of what Phil was saying there, a bit of you know, the Dino, yeah, at the back and uh, left back at, at Baines. Um, I just think that I go back to I thought City we played quite well with 4 3 3. And when McCarthy came on the second half to say there's a bit of fluidity about us, which mm. we've not really shown this season. And I think um, I think I'd like to see that. And we'll get McCarthy and Doug. Gay further up the pitch when we when we're just, it's happened a couple of times on Saturday to be on Sunday you think unfortunately yeah, unfortunately, yeah. yeah but at least he's getting in, in and around yeah. that's what I wanted yeah. to do you mm. know because I think he's got it got in his locker Phil would this be a perfect time for Ronald Koeman to get the fans on back on size again to introduce one or two youngsters in a big game well my my feeling about the game Sunday and going forward for the next run of games is, is Ronald needs to solidify the team again make us hard to beat and what made us competitive. And hard to beat in the early part of the season was basically three five two variation. Mm. Mm. Being basically right, first first things first, we ain't getting beat. And going back to that, and I look back to that, I'm not saying he has to pick exactly the same team, but I'm looking back and thinking we had Holgate, Jags, Maury. You would maybe say, okay, we'll start with that, but swap Jags and Williams hypothetically. Play your wing backs, Bainsey, Coleman, because he was obviously injured when we were playing that way early on. Pack the midfield and just go and like you know the way we went to Old Trafford in August of the pre-season game the first time we saw it nullified United I know it's different now and you know we're in the swing of the of the season but I just I just think that is how Ron's got to approach it because he's got to think right how did we get how did I get a reaction how did we get results early on let's be hard to beat so my argument is about two or three weeks ago was it was a perfect opportunity against Swansea at home to play Tom Davis. And he never did it. Mm. Um, we got a bad result, we get withdrew and everything else. Now, if that wasn't the perfect opportunity for me to play him in that game, 
then he's certainly not going to do it. Like I was arguing with my dad during the week, and he was saying, he's got to play Davis, he's got to play all gays, he's got nothing to lose, gets the crowds going. He said, look what happened to Liverpool during the week. Play a couple of youngsters, gets the crowd going. Cumans, he can't lose if Davis was to play on Sunday and he got rinsed everywhere by Pogba and we got beat 4 or 5 nil. No one had known because at least he's tried something different with a young. I'm not sure about that. I'm not sure about that. So what, what, what's more like then? What, what's the, what's the opposite of him no, playing what, McCarthy no, and getting run round? Because what people would say, and that's it, actually, you pl- don't mind you picking him, Ronald, but you picked him in the wrong game. Why didn't you play him against yeah, Swansea? That's yeah. what people would say. Well, people would say, people well, if he's good enough, then why not play him in there? Maybe I'm playing devil's advocate. Why, if he's good enough. Well, he can play well, in any well, match. You said, you said the ideal game for them to play was against In Swansea, my opinion, yeah. I think, that, I think well, that's hard. Well, Kuma might say, well, this is the perfect opportunity for them to play against Man United. If you're going to play Davis, you you're if you're going to play Tom, I think you've got to pack them in field. 4 3 3. And you've got to protect him. I think he's a great runner. You know, we've seen that. He's got loads of energy. But I think you've got to protect him. I don't think you could play him as a two. So as you're right, you've got to play at, at least a three. At yeah. Least, you know, whether it's 3 5 2. Would 4 3 and 3. Just, and you put him next to Gazbaz and you mm. just say, look. I'll guide you through this game. Don't you worry, because if he, the problem is if you play even four three three, worries me that if he if he has to play one of the wide areas, you know United could get round him maybe. Look, don't get me wrong, mm. Tom could step up to the plate. Couldn't yeah. you know, we've seen Tom David play right back in pre-season. Tom, <laughs> yes. this season. Yeah, I, so, I mean, a bit, bit of yeah. a difference though there, isn't it? I mean, the four three three or whatever is is really dare I say. Another bond is where Ross will play within that or play that. Yeah. So, like Man City, well, like, you know what I mean? Well, I was going to say, are we, yeah. are we back at the situation we were where he's probably not going to make the team again? Yeah. Um, he's had his chance time and time again. And do you know what? Yeah. He'll be, he'll be, he's he's at massively at a crossroads this com, coming towards this month. Massively because next season he could easily end up on loan to a championship club. Easily. Because if he's not good enough to play an Everton team, then he's not good enough for the squad. What's, what's good having him on the bench? If he's not if he's not performing when he's been in the team, and he's not performing when he's coming off the bench, what good's what good's he doing on the bench? Yeah, I wouldn't yeah. play him Sunday. I might see would be Yannick and Rom. I play five across the middle, or you know that variation yeah. I was talking about. I'd play Barry, Guy, and then we took you know Spinner Coin, Davis, cleverly or McCarthy. Yep. I wouldn't yeah. have a problem with either of them. Greg, would you would you argue Holgate should come in for Phil Jagielka? I well. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think I'd like to see Allgate back. I think that might be a a way of restoring that early season sort of solidity. You know, we did well against Tottenham, albeit tired of it. Uh, I know he didn't play at the Etihad when we went, but again, <clears throat> it would be a way of looking towards, you know, getting back to that those basics, getting back to that sort of. It would have to be as a as in like a three, mm. you know, if like you got, that. If you've got Seamus at right wing back. He's not. He's going to be tucking in for yeah, him, isn't he? Yeah, exactly. I wouldn't. I wouldn't sort of bring him in like for like in a four, uh, you know, a four two three one. Yeah. I wouldn't just swap him in that sense, but I would have him in the team if we were going to try something like going back to the basics. So where are we going with Phil Jagielka now? Because it, it looks to me is if he's shot, confidence is shot. He's now I can understand his tackling isn't the best at the moment, and he, he's getting out jumped by. Centre halves who are basically the same. Sorry, centre forwards with the same size. Charlie Austin mm. bullies them everywhere. Now, this is your captain here, Just, yeah. and you need him to of all any of anyone. If you're going through a rut like this, stands up. But he's not. He's quiet. I think on the he's pitch. in his own rut. So I think he's in his own rut of form, isn't yeah, he? Yeah. If not fl- finished, I think it's. And I hope we said this on Monday. I hope 
it's probably one of the poorest runs of form he's had in his Everton career. Because I've seen fans, uh, they're going to turn on him, the way he's performing. They're yeah. going to turn on him. Yeah, Captain or not, and you've been there for yeah. eight or nine years, they will turn on him. So it's up to Cumin to maybe take him out the team and give someone else a go. Well, because said, obviously it's, it's yeah, not working, yeah. is it? It's always a bit difficult when it's the captain, though, isn't it? There's a slightly, in terms of taking him out the team, it's a bit harder decision it than if than not to skip out. It's like uh, Neville, wasn't it, under Moyes? Mm, yeah. You know, I suppose. Gav, does he look unfit to you, Phil Jagielka? I won't say he's unfit, but he could look a bit sharper. But he could say that about a lot, lot, lot of the team. But, and I think that's reflecting in his sort of giving away a few penalties and being, as you say, it's getting he's, getting, he's not getting out jumped. He's missed time in his heads. The balls yeah. that are normal, average, bog standard crosses in the box. Interesting you say about heads because after the West Ham game when Murray came in, didn't he, for for Jags? Yeah. Cumin um, commented that uh, Murray had given the team a bit more kind of dynamism in the air, which is interesting. Yeah. Now he's got to, he's got to weigh up whether he thinks that's how United are going to play. Nice. Are they going to, you know, are they going to be hitting diagonals to Ibrahimovic? Is that the way they're going to play? Yeah. And try and play it off him, you know. See, so, yeah, I still, still really like Jags. I think he, I think he's still got a lot to offer. But I just wonder whether the injury picked up with England hasn't has maybe affected him. I know straight after that was the City game. He played well, apart from the penalties. He yeah, gave yeah. Away. Played really well. But then the game after that was Burnley. Yeah. And he didn't yeah, have his best game. Yeah. There's, there's obviously some confidence issue with Jackson. Maybe he just needs to be taken out for a week or two. You know, get get himself on the training ground, get fit, get his confidence back because he's still a good defender. I don't believe anything else. I worry about his mental state as well because <clears throat> you know, without going into it into too much depth, I, I was made aware of an, a thing on Instagram where he'd responded to yeah. to an Everton fan account who. Uh, I'm a bit of a cheap shot at him, really. We can all criticise him, but it was a bit of a one of those memes that mm. was unnecessary, really. But that's my opinion. And anyway, what I also think was unnecessary was Jags, apparently, because you know, getting involved and putting it on his own Instagram. And I must say, it looks like it was subsequently deleted. But my fear is that if he's letting um, fan opinion on social media get into his head, then he's he's really starting to flounder because you you need difficult as it must be. Listen, you know, it must be awful. But that's what they're professional athletes for, and it wouldn't be the first time he's been criticised, and it wouldn't be the first time he's had, he's played poorly for running games. You can't be listening too much to what fans are saying on Twitter, and especially no, for the experience he's got. Great, isn't yeah, he? yeah, exactly. I mean, he's been through. He was made basically unfairly made a scapegoat for England, England, England yeah. bombing out the tournaments, yeah. Yeah. and yeah. he's bounced back, and it's not it's not been his fault, and he's come back and. So yeah, maybe maybe I've got the wrong end of the stick with that Instagram thing, and he wasn't. It, it was just a bit of a hoax, and he wasn't even responding to it. I should have, mm. but it looked as if initially he had. Um, but I do fear, as you say, I really fear that it's just a day and eight, the way football is these days. It'll get, it might get quite personal well, yeah. and unpleasant. Yeah, yeah. Will, Evan fans will turn because they want to see a winning football team, regardless of whether Phil Jagielka's or not. They're not interested. They want to turn up on Sunday and see Everton win win a match. And if Phil Jagielka's not in the team. But isn't that Koeman's, they shouldn't turn it as much on Jags because Koeman, if Koeman selects him again and he, he provides the same level of display, is that his fault or Koeman's? Because it wouldn't be Tony Lacker trying well, to Jagielka. Or is it, yeah. it Funes Murray not doing enough in training to convince the manager? You've got Holgate as well. I mean, the, the other problem there is it, 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 it's part of the defence is looking at age, isn't it, collectively, which, which yeah, does not help exactly. Jags. It's like, James is, what, 28, late and 32... Ashley Williams is 32 as well, isn't he? Yeah. Even the Stack's 30, 
for, isn't yeah. he? So that's a hell of a lot of mileage there, isn't it? Like, you know, so I think... Veterans it, football? Yeah, I mean... <laughs> I'd be more worried if Martial was playing up front on Sunday than what it would be. Well, we saw that at Wembley, didn't we, last yeah, season? Exactly, and that was just... See, the way Bessic Man- should right back, man. Oh, remember that? Jesus. Um, oh, God, yet. Yeah. Bessic should right back. Wipe that from my memory. <laughs> what happens? Um, yeah, I'd be more worried if Man United had a bit of pace up front, but it looks as though they're just going to be having Ibrahimovic and then Rooney's now suspended, yeah, isn't he? Yeah. So, I think Phil Jagiel could probably get away with starting against Man United. If we were playing against, it was a, it was a derby match and he had pace running all over mm. him, then I'd worry, but... Maybe get away with it if um, Zlatan's up front. I think the derby at the moment is giving us all palpitation the way we're playing. Isn't it? You know, it is. It's just how do you see Everton go finding holes in the Man United's defence? Phil, how do we get at them? Because <laughs> I watched them last night and they were they were brilliant. Were they? Back yeah, four? they were brilliant. I didn't see that game. Yeah, I have they were to brilliant. Yeah. How, many, how many of that back four played? Did Rocco play? Yeah. Did he play centre half? Uh, Phil Jones played. He played really well. Played well. What were West Ham like though? They played a changed team, didn't they? Yeah, so, they, played, they made a lot but, of changes. But, but mind you, offensively, but really good. Rooney was on blob. Mm. So Well, I mean, without trying to be too negative about it, and I'd take nil-nil. And I'm, I'm sorry, you know, people might go, wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'd take a nil-nil on Sunday. I get that. You know, yeah. I totally would. So that goes back to your tactics that he deploys, like the sort of just safety first, safety just, first, just, top just game. wipe the slate clean from the past eight games. Let's go right. That is not. We're not being entrenched in poor performances any longer. We're at home, we want to win, but we'll protect the Goodison home form that mm. you spoke about, Tony. We won't get beat. I don't care if we don't score, we're not getting beat. I, is that your prediction then for tomorrow then, Phil? Yeah. Oh, we'll move on to predictions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I agree, but it's, um, the, it's the sense of defence is worrying me. Yeah, don't but I'm, not, I'm not scoring. Six, it was a six goals in eight games. So. And would you, would you go with the likes of a Seamus Coleman in the right mid? Situation. You mean would the you change? Backs? Yeah, would you change it completely? Because obviously we were talking about ripping it up and starting again. Would you go with Coleman right mid, Colgate right back? But in a three, in a four 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 two. four two, yeah. Or oh, let's say four, whatever it is. Basically, I think Coleman would add a bit more penetration, the tackles, and going forward. Final ball, ball though. I tell you what, yeah. in in the in the in the final period of the games recently, Seamus has been Everton's most proactive player. Right, yeah. He's starting as slow as anybody, by the way. Yeah. But down the home straight, he's as effective as anybody. But he's had a bit of bite, and yeah. that's what Everton haven't got. Especially Morales, Delafeu, Barkley. Okay. They won't throw a well, if you play for, Don't go to tactics again, but if you play four four two, play Seamus wide right. Yeah. Mm. And who would you play wide left? And would you have Balassi and Lukaku up front? That, so yeah, you left the problem, you, you know. So then you left. So that, that's that's where Lennon's LFA. That's right. That's that's <laughs> where it's slightly <laughs> imbalanced. <laughs> slightly imbalanced that for me. And then that leaves like you. You basically, apart from Balassi and Lukaku, you've only got two yeah. attacking players on the pitch. I think that's where, to me, four three three works better. Um, I think four four two just doesn't work for me at all. Does uh, Lukaku's form? Sorry, does Lukaku's form worry anyone at the moment? It's better at home, isn't he? Was yeah. that knocking Is about it? before the game, wasn't it? They hadn't scored. He's got one in the last thirteen away games or something like that. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's not scored in seven seven games against United, has he? Mm. It wouldn't surprise me. So you know, infinitely more about tips than me, but I'd be interested to see what price he is because I fancy him to score on Sunday. He'd be about six to four, seven to four yeah. to score. But again, not eleven to two to score the first goal. As, as it's proven this season, 
if he's going to score, he needs to be supplied by Balassi, doesn't he? You know, yeah, last well, year I, it was De La Faye, wasn't I, it? I, 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 I had some sympathy with him on Sunday. He was just nothing. There was no one near him at all. There was that moment. Two or three crosses in the box. That, apart from that, in 90 minutes, he had not. He was up against two of the best centre halves in yeah, the division in Van Dijk and Fonts. Yeah. He had no support, and add to that, on top of that, isolation. I no thought way. I thought a lot of the service was 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 poor, really, because Van Dijk was as fast as him, and they were just going, "Oh, we'll pump it into the channels." Rom loves it into the yeah. channels. Yeah, he does. But you've got to use your head, yeah. haven't you? Because Van Dijk had a cigar. Yeah. Honestly, did you see what Michael Ball was saying in his column though, about how from the restart, you've got Lukaku talking. Yeah. yeah, I think his focus. I think you're absolutely right. The service has been, and it probably is a bit of a chicken and egg thing, and they might go hand in hand. They shouldn't, because again, professional footballers. But then, you know, in a perfect world, they'd all mm. apply themselves and focus for ninety minutes. Um, for me, the ment- that that mental side of his game, that concentration, that focus, is often been one of his Achilles' heels. Where if you could just get him to be on it, regardless of circumstances. The atmosphere, how his teammates are playing. That's when you'll see, rightly, and I agree, his world class finishing and, and elements of his game running the defenders come to the fore. But he too easily gets lost in the mire for me. But you know, I don't think that's his, it's not his attitude, it's just because he switches off because he's so isolated in games. He's getting that's frustrated. That's what I'm saying. But he, I yeah. mean, I, I suppose what I mean is the very best don't yeah. do they? They no. keep going. Yeah, I agree with you. Costa, but if you go back to Costa, he wouldn't Yeah, but he's played a good. If you're playing and it's. But, he means I but I mean, regardless of how Chelsea are playing, you know he will try. He will make something for himself. I understand that, Phil, but he knows quite well there's there's a good chance oh, of Hazard yeah. putting yeah. him through. Yeah. Oscar putting him through. Someone. Rom is not sure of that. Who's he? He's looking behind him and he's got Ross Barkley there. He's got Morales over there. Delafeu yeah. over there. He's going. Oh, don't yeah, worry, lads. Yeah. I'll take these three or four on. Now I took a snapshot of the Lukaku was surrounded by four Southampton defenders on Sunday, and no one. Was based on the guts again into the box, yeah. and Balassi was twenty five. Yeah, yeah, what chance has he got? Yeah. Mm. yeah, yeah, but I know what you're saying there. But we bought him for twenty seven million pounds, and, and I think as a supporter, I'm entitled to see a bit more. Dare I say, work rate from him on the pitch than what I saw on Sunday. Hundred uh, percent. Yeah. There was one bit I was totally frustrated me. I think it was the first first half where I think Van Dijk nicked the ball off him and came to the near touch line, and Rom. He's there to be, should be pressing him all the like, time to get the ball back. He just sort of mm. lets what's Van Dyke wander away, wander away. But I, I just, and that's not good enough for me as for, as a, as no, a striker. You know. Yeah, but I also I did see Gavin. I, I did see him chasing down defenders on the far touch line. Yeah, it was in front yeah, of Yeah, and out. he was doing it. <laughs> and that next minute he turned round. And the ball got chipped in the midfield, and there was no one there within fifteen yards. When he, so what's the point in him chasing defenders down? When he's looking behind him and no one else is doing fair. it. Yeah, I know what you mean. So, so yeah. when you get frustrated, yeah, you even if you're, you're playing Sunday League or five aside, I think that's the problem because would, yeah. they're not pressing as a team. No? Yeah, and, yeah. And you'll get like the start of the second half. Ross went, nobody else did. Yeah. Guy will have gone, nobody else will have gone. Barry will have gone. And then he looks around, nobody else. They're not doing it together. They're doing it yeah. as individuals. Yeah, yeah. Brings you back to another thing. Bally said is that they are playing like a team of individuals. Mm. They don't seem to, to, and I don't know whose fault this is. They don't seem to have that collective spirit, that will to win for each other. And it must be frustrating for, in that instance, for, for Lukaku. Mm-hmm. As you said, in that instance, for Barkley. You know, it's got... They've got to... I just don't know. I, it, I can't get away from what Gav said, and he, he nailed it weeks ago. 
that the J word and the futures of some of them is is obviously in the back I think, of the I, I think I think what Rom is a bit of like the John Stones thing of last year where actually they think they might be moving at the end of the year and so, so John John John's form sort of tailed mm. off didn't it after the bright yeah. start yeah. A, around this time of the year and like Rom's has now I think that's maybe part of the general malaise of the team but don't want to see history repeat I think the situation with Rom, sorry Phil, is that he's got to score goals if he wants that move. Now, if he doesn't score goals, yeah, he's out. not getting a move in the summer. I tell you, I tell you what, I'll be, I'll be watching as closely as I possibly can on Sunday. The warm-up of the team and the preparation and how, you know, what they look like. Does it look intense? Does it look like they're going to be hitting the ground running? Because I'd love to know what's said in the change rooms before the games because, you know, jokingly kind of asked... Ronald, whether you know we need to get angry before matches, and he kind of laughed and said, "Blah blah blah." But some, somebody needs to light a fire up them, because I know it seems very old-fashioned and it's mm. not in script with modern football about. But who's who's you know who's having a go? We this the captain, isn't it? The captain should be doing this. We had to, remember we had Dave Bellows on a podcast of the week, and he was saying about under Moyes, the Moyes era. You had Tim Cale bouncing on. Jumping so high in the, in the changing room before the game at Goodison, he was knocking the, the false, the, the lower ceiling, yeah, yeah. Chip, bits of chips <laughs> of plasterboard coming off. Back in the day, you had Duncan going around, grabbing players and firing them up. Who's doing that in the current Everton team? Maybe it is a lack of character, a lack of aggression, a lack of will to win that we're seeing on the pitch. Maybe there's no you surprise, because I don't know who's doing that. You Who, who's doing no that? No one, you can't see Ross Barkley or Morales, no. you. Individuals. You Jack Gilker doing that. You wouldn't, you wouldn't not discount it that Ronald would be able to do that or wouldn't be willing to do that because he has, he's, you know, he's lost his cool, hasn't he? And he yeah. said so. But mm. So, does he think it's the onus has to be on the team that if he can't go pointing the finger giving the hairdryer treatment before a game, it has to be on the players? I don't know. It's... And you know what I think as well? I think if, if, that, if that filtered out and we were all made aware that that's how they would try to sort this out, I think there'd be so much more backing. I think Sunday would be kind of, you know, red hot. You want to see I, that, yeah. I, that's yeah. why I can see a sending off in this match. I think there's too much riding on it. I really do. I haven't checked it out. Who's the referee? Anyone checked? Oliver. To be fair, he's not a bad referee. See Mourinho's get uh, bitten off again. Yeah, I, I, I think there's too much riding on it in between fans and expecting Everton to at least... Put up a show after last week. Um, there's too much rather than for Man United as well because they can't afford another defeat, can they? So I all think. Com- all comes back to Man Nil, Nil. I mean, <laughs> yeah, well, that's right. They've only won one in their last seven Premier League games, United. Yeah. You know, we've only won one of our last eight. Has so it been such an out of form game? Yeah. Yeah. Up until yeah. last season, we'd won the last three. I could have against Man United. Yeah. As well? I-, I think we should bring Stephen Naismith back. He always scores against yeah. Man United. Wouldn't surprise me because, again, you're looking for someone to. You know, Phil Neville for you know, didn't do much Phil in terms Neville of rallying cry. We used to joke. Yeah, definitely. Or even like you know, his his on pitch version of it. It was rare. It was very rarely something pr- productive, if you like. But you know, he, he did the tackle on Cristiano Ronaldo mm. and stuff like that. I'm looking around thinking, who's going to do that? Probably someone like Seamus, who's actually. You well, tried say, that at Chelsea. Well, he, this is lucky. it. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, but yeah, he did, yeah. and I yeah. think there's no coincidence he tried that, Phil, because I think that was him trying to implement well, Koeman. I spoke to him about this actually last season. He, you know, in the Chelsea Cup game, he did that. He put one in on Hazard, I think, early on. And I spoke to him afterwards, a couple of days after, and he said, Goodison likes a tackle. I think he needs to be reminding everybody of that on Sunday yeah. before mm-hmm. the game. The problem, Goodison does like a tackle. He does like a tackle, yeah. definitely. So it, whether it's him or Garner... But the problem is, 
more than ever. If you do that, there's a good chance. I know, like all of us, as I agree with Tony, not the worst. Good chance that you're getting early bath after the first five minutes, and with, you know, I don't know. You've got to try something, haven't you? Yeah, definitely. I, I just, I can, cause there's so much riding on it. It's on, it's on Sky, isn't it? As well, I'm just going to be watching both teams really suffering in form. I can see it sending off in the match and I'll, I'll probably go with like a one-all draw. I think that's what it'll happen. Well, you've, you've, you've just jumped the gun, but we're going to get predictions in anyway. <laughs> um, so I'm going to make you do it again, but we'll come right... We'll, we'll I'm going to change it. <laughs> we'll start with you, mate, Gav. Um, what are you thinking? One-all. I'm optimistically thinking one-all, uh, but I'm more interested in the atmosphere and the performance really yeah. on there. On Sunday, yeah. I want to see a big change from last Saturday. I don't think there's going to be very wildly varying differentials on that score, myself, or Phil. Unless I, th- I think sc- the Sky Sports viewers will be disappointed in neutrals, but it'll be nil nil. But as I say, people disagree with me, but I'll be happy with that. Yeah, just the cricket not being a nil nil in the Premier League here, there's good difference between the teams. No, no, okay, take that then. Greg, big pressure. I'm going to put this bottle of gin down. And <laughs> I'm going to predict. Everton will win 1 0, Lukaku. Um, why change the stupidly optimistic habits of the last few weeks? <laughs> uh, I could just as easily see us getting beat, to be honest. And, but I've just, I don't know, I've just got a feeling, if nothing else, bit of a hunch. Uh, I think Lukaku will score, and maybe the game in, in, in the week has took more out of United. And, uh, if we do get that one explosive instance and the player manages to stay on the pitch, maybe Goodison will play its part 1 0. So, <laughs> score draw. Score draw. So the one all, two all. But definitely, I can just see us ending off. I think the atmosphere is building up. It looks to me as if the Everton fans are looking for someone to not blame, but looking for an excuse of why this is happening. Yeah. And or I think or looking for somebody to hang on to. Yeah, in yeah. A positive sense. Definitely, yeah. So I think there's too much riding on it for both both football teams and two sets of managers as well. So I can see an, um, an early shower for someone and score draw. There you go. Well, all four of us will be there on Sunday at Goodison Park and hopefully we'll all be back here on Monday to bring you all our analysis on Monday Night Podcast. Thanks very much for listening. Up the Blues.